workforce. And so we need to look at COVID and health management because that's where Michael Bloomberg comes in. And I think too many people are focused on Bill Gates. And he's a, but he, he's convenient because it's actually covered over a lot of other individuals like Sarah Mediar and Mark Benioff and Michael Bloomberg, who are the back, who are the people that are going to be running. Good morning. Luis. Heido. Can, did you hear that podcast? I did not. No, it was running. I mean, I heard you playing a podcast. Yes, but I, I didn't hear what it. You know, I didn't uh, get the details. Mm-hmm. Good morning, happy new year. Actually, I, I don't like saying happy new year, but I wish you a a year of uh, full ataraxia. Oui. Takes takes a lot of work, but uh, it's better than happy. Mm. Mm. How was your week? Thank you. Uh, Good week. 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 How's that? Week. You, boy, you, you are you are echoing like like reality. How's that? Much better. Nice background. How's that? All right. Can you hear me? Yes. Mm. No. No feedback. All right. And I've been trying to sleep, but I couldn't sleep all night. Is that uh, is that typical for you? That's not typical. It's the first time you say something like that. Yeah, once in a while. There's a weird sound here. Something is going on with your sound. I hear you like two or three times. Hence, I don't hear you at all. Oh, no. Oh, no. Still echo. Still echo. Yeah. How do I get rid of it? How do I get rid of it? Oh, I have to. Oh, I have to. Let's see. There. How's that? Much better. Yes, I'm sick. You're sick? Uh-oh. Yes. I better wear my mask so I don't give anything to you. Uh, oh, we're gonna lie. Do you have uh, a cold? I, do you have I a have, cold? Do you have a I flu hope, or do you have the flu? I have. I hope it's a cold. I, I got like a stuffy cold. nose. Yeah. And coughing and a, and a headache that won't go away. Hmm. Did you take anything for your headache? Uh, I, I hope it goes away by itself, but he hasn't all night. Are you able to take ibuprofen? Uh, I don't want to take that. Okay, uh, don't take it. 
where where does it hurt in your head front back behind the eye on the temples in the back of the neck everywhere in sides your... sometimes around my jaw Ooh. around your jaw yeah do you have any dentistry problems Mm, no. I think you told me you had a little bit of uh, periodontitis. Mm, yeah. Yeah, well, that's, uh, mm -hmm. that has nothing to do with uh, headaches, that's for sure. But it, mm. it's, it's important that you take care of it. Mm. Mm. So the subject of the day, do we have one? Uh, what did you say? The subject of the day? Existence. In what's in store for 2021? One. <laughs> Being, being, existence, be, being, mm. being, B-E-I-N-G, is a, B is made up of the word B and the word I-N, <laughs> well, not really, but you can consider to be in, in the world, but not of it. <laughs> mm. Let's see, what did I, so going back through what I've been writing about, reading about, let's see if we can come up with something of interest. Oh, I did ask a question that got a lot of traction. That I, what do you, when do you consider yourself more free? Uh, living surrounded by nature, far from people, or living surrounded by people, far from nature? Oh, that was the question. So when is man freer? When he's by himself? Or when he has to negotiate life with uh, other people? Like you know, right now, we, we, we live in a planet that has a, a few billion people. Um, how do we cope with that? And it, it is clear a lot of people yearn for being alone in nature and having those uh, peak moments and all that, but uh, is that realistic? 
uh, how does that uh, compare? Uh, would we be happy if we were, you know, in a desert island all by ourselves for the rest of our lives? Would we be able to take that? How free can a man be out there uh, uh, against nature? Because then you are against yourself and nature. You don't have anybody else to blame. So that's, uh, that was my, uh, that was my uh, question out there. Did, did get I got a lot of views, but very few people uh, actually only one <laughs> uh, made a comment about it. But in all the political uh, all the political uh, discussions we have, we, that is a question that we we have to ask, you know, all these regulations uh, and the laws. In, in feeling uh, constricted by government, by the laws, by the people. So our individualistic side uh, rebels against the, the collective. And yet, I can tell you that uh, we're not ready to be, uh, to, to survive on our own. We don't have that uh, inner strength so uh, I, I try to bring that to the to the forefront of our consciousness, so we don't complain so much about being, you know, surrounded surrounded by idiots. Because we, you know, a lot of people say, ah, "I'm surrounded by idiots. Everybody's an idiot," as if you know they are the the smart the smart one. But you have to ask yourself, if I were the only idiot around, how much of an idiot would I be? How how could I make it by myself without anybody's help? That was one question. Then I had a uh, a video. I found a video, a short interview or at least a short segment of an interview with the psychologist, uh, psychiatrist, uh, Eric Fromm. And uh, it was a beautiful thing. Yeah. Are you looking for it? Yes. Can I? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I don't hear anything. I, I thought you were meditating. No, I, I mute myself. <laughs> 
If you go on YouTube, you'll find a, a YouTube video there. I'm answering a message that I just got while we wait for people to. Uh... Who's Eric from? Eric from with two M's. Eric from, it was a, a German social psychologist. A humanist in a sense philosopher and uh, he he talks let me see if i can find it let me you know he, he, hold on a second let's see if i can find it Eric from search happy normal <laughs> normal people okay here it is i am going to send it to you and then you can take a look at it and you tell me what you think i'm i'm texting it to you While you do that, I'm going to answer a message. Did you send it? Yes, I did. I don't I see it. I sent it through, uh, through uh, text. Well, can you send it to, to Zoom through the oh, chat? Can I? That's a good question. More? Chat, raise hand, <laughs> meetings, minimize? No. Yes, in the chat. Okay, hold on. So I go to chat. Yeah. Okay. 
and uh, mm. I'm gonna mm. copy and paste. Oh, I should have done and that. You're right. You have all the yeah. tricks in the book, don't you? Hold on, let me find it again. Oh, here it is. Okay, so I do this. And uh, where is it? Uh, Zoom. <laughs> there you go. And now I'm going to. I don't see it. Me neither. <laughs> Go to chat and and tap it and then paste it and then send. Uh, hold on. So I'm going to copy. You're teaching me a lot of tricks here. No. Oh, no, didn't work. Share. No, send. Email. Facebook. Don't you see chat in Zoom? More. Uh, wait a minute. I think I was able to copy. And now I can go to the Zoom and the chat and paste. I think I got it. Boop. Oh, finally. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if I can watch it. Thank you. 
You listening to it? Yes. Beautiful thinker. Oh, somebody's knocking at the door. Wonderful. The more the merrier. David. You're muted. Hey, I made it. <laughs> good morning, David. How are you? Fine. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Good, good. Happy Saturday. Happy New Year. All that good stuff, right? All that good stuff. I, you know, I'm trying not to say Happy New Year because, you know, when I look around, I don't think it's going to be happy. It's going to be a fucking cluster. But well, that's every day, all the at time. The same, anyway. Yeah, that's so I, you know? I, I wish everybody an ataraxic year, yeah. <laughs> a year full of ataraxia. People go, what? And I say, well, it's, uh, you know, mental peace, but uh, that, that is, uh, that takes a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, for sure. A phenomenal internal discipline. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Where's, uh, where's Iroh? He is here, but I think he's not saying anything right now. I shared a, I shared a video on the chat uh, from uh, an interview, an old interview from Eric Fromm, a German psychologist that talks about happy, normal people. So this has to do with what we're talking about. And he, uh, it's well worth, it's not long, so it's well worth looking at it and, and see what he says about normal people, happy people, uh, and, and, uh, the cognitive dissonance that we feel in modern society anymore. I think, um, I don't know what's going on. I got this stupid thing in the middle of my thing here. I just got rid of it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What happened to uh, Iroh's video? I mean, what we're talking about today, what Iroh brought up for happiness or what? Uh, I don't know exactly what Hiro had in mind for the uh, theme of the day. Existence, being, be in the world and not of it. Existence. Right. Okay. Good. I don't know. I thought that was a good. Good topic. You know. Um. The thing is, yes, I took and you also published a video about an hour long video too. Right, Hiro. Yes. Yeah. Okay. The thing is that the substance, did you watch that too, Louise, at all or not? Uh, no, I did not. Okay. It was about, um, you know, the globalist and the, uh, the, I guess, new world order and everything that is happening with, um, you know, the globalist and their agenda and all these different things as to what is happening now. And even in our elections, you know, and, um, 
I don't know. I just thought that you know that there was sort of going to be the be the topic, and it's you know something to be concerned with, and you know I don't know. <clears throat> well, I'm I'm completely open to any any uh, subject. So any subject, okay. Oh yeah. Okay. The thing is, I think that's a very good subject in a way. And another thing that sort of has come to my mind is uh, something that I call um, what do you call imposed uh, expectation, you know, where people automatically think that they want to have something happen to them or the person that they're talking to, to respond in a certain way, um, rather than allowing them to take and, you know, think on their own two feet and respond. Uh, they just impose their words and actions upon other people. And to me, I sort of look at these, um, this, globalist type of thing as one of those things, you know, and it's sort of like the, I mean, it happens in so many different areas of our lives. And uh, even with the election this past year, um, because obviously, you know, there's a lot of proof that the election was a fraud and that it was not true. And the thing is you find that the news media and the internet uh, companies, along with a lot of political activists and different governments are all trying to impose their uh, expectations on the election. And through the ability to control the narrative, they are actually doing that. So that we are ending up being imposed upon actually by different lies, uh, by different people, depending upon who is looking at the imposition uh, to take and you know, control society and control the expectation of the imposition. So to me, I, I find that very much a, an issue of life, period, um, because, you know, for example, <clears throat> myself, when, when I say something, you know, I sort of impose my values when I open my mouth and talk um, upon other people. My values are to ask questions and to have an open discussion and to, to learn from it whatever a person can learn from in their own way. But the thing is, when you have policymakers that are imposing their um, expectations on people, it's done through policies that may not be um, accepted into the government or one's life, but that they are there and are trying to take and, and make them part of people's lives. Um, the same is with, um, I just explained one of mine, you know, impositions is to impose the idea of asking questions. And like Louise, um, I hear Louise say about this idea of work, you know, to have some kind of a work program where people will have something to do if they want to go to work or whatever. You know, to me, these are ideals that are from each of us that become imposed upon other people just by the idea of opening our mouths. Mm. And it happens in so many different ways. So just throwing that out there as to what you might think. Yes, uh, this past week I was writing the difference in the distinctions between power and authority. <laughs> so that's a little bit that people impose themselves, power imposes itself on us, but there can be uh, power without authority. Uh, and, and that's where we need to dis distinguish that, you know, the imposition yeah, but... of somebody else's power does not make that power right, just, or equanimous. 
Right, but the thing is, all power is originated in some some authority. I don't see that there's a difference between power and authority because there is an origination, even if it's a natural origination of power that is authored by nature, or if there's a power that's authored by people. Or well, of course, of course, yes. Government yes. too, you know. That a hurricane has power over me, but it right. has no intention, so you cannot say it's an authority. The, the oh, yes, human power. Wait human a second. The thing is, it is authored. It's authored by nature. Yes, Our yes, king. but not authority in the sense that it's made by uh, nature. Authority in the sense, the, the true etymology of the word. I mean, there, there are some, some, uh, some, there's questions about that. But one of the senses that I like to give to authority is that something that uh, makes me grow. Something that gives me growth. Authority, uh, a man of authority or a, a government with authority is a government that uh, does policies that empower and help people grow and thrive, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, well, so I see, I, I'd like to see that distinction. There's also the thing is they empower people to destroy themselves as well. I mean, there's, there's, those two elements are always involved in, you know, both sides of the conversation. And to me, the thing is, I think that, you know, when you're looking at authority, author, authority, the word actually is, a, means authorship. It's authored by something. And like a hurricane is authored by nature, you know, through the composition of man breaks it down into their own words of, you know, maybe two fronts coming together in a low pressure area, creating all these scientific things that create a, um, a hurricane or whatever the event might be. But it's authored. It's it's authored by its creator, and the thing is, I believe that you know authorship is, exists in governments and it exists in people, and all these creators are somewhat different from each other. And mm -hmm. the only thing is, when you take and say power, what gives anything power is the um, people that sort of agree politically with the authority and with the policy of that authority gives them power. But without the political um, people supporting the authorship of a policy that has no power. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how do you deal with that as an individual? Well, each individual has got to look at life in a different way. Um, because the thing is, to me, there's a separation between, um, you know, the authorship of uh, creativity or nature, whatever you want to call it, and the authorship of people. Um, you know, people's authorship begins when, you know, when you come out of the womb and be, depending upon who is your teacher, they are actually the author of your personality and the author of who you become, period. In other words, your environment. So the thing is a person has to realize, number one, to deal with the difference of the authorships of people versus the authorships of um, nature itself. And because oneself. They, huh? And oneself, right? Well, the oneself is one to figure that, that has to figure this stuff out. Right. Mm -hmm. So what, what I mean by that is, although we are ourselves in our environment, our history, the culture that we grow into, and all the authorships that uh, are imposed on us, yeah. uh, at the end of the day, the question is, well, can I... Out of all that, can I create or generate my own authorship? Can I get take control of myself 
even though I am the result of a historic uh, uh, series of traditions, cultures, memes, and influences, uh, educational or uh, whatever it is. Uh, you see where I'm, I'm, I'm going with this? That, that the yes. whole bulk of the history of an individual then generates within the individual, from the individual, its own authorship. Can, can we consider that? Right. Uh, but the thing is, I think that each person is sort of limited. And the only way to consider that and to take and move forward with that in any um, any, per, any person is to ask questions because questioning is a foundation for understanding. And if a person is unwilling to take and ask questions of themselves, um, they're unable to take and see what that conditioning and their authorship actually is. Um, so I agree it, with you, and question there's no first. Way, there, there's no way that they can possibly change. So the thing is whatever they've been authored to do and be by society, they remain in that position until the point of asking a question about themselves and their own authorship, is yeah. it possible for them to change? So first you question, I agree with you. So meaning that you study, you look, you, you research, you analyze, you categorize, and then you make analogies, I would think. I don't know exactly. Uh, there's a, a guy called Douglas Hefstadter that talks about analogical consciousness. And he he he, seen, he 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 feels very strong that, and like you are saying, we we first perceive, then we uh, categorize, then we uh, cognate, then we question, and then we uh, make analogies. How how do you take it from questioning? What comes after questioning? Well, it's not. I don't use the word analogy. I use the word uh, analytical. Um, okay, so question, then an analyze, analysis? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what we basically do with a question, is we take and analyze it, but the thing is our analyzation usually reverts back to our authorization, and our authorization is what we're authored with. So the thing is, uh, the hard part is, is to look into that authorization that each one of us has, you know, to see the reality of it. Mm -hmm. You know, sort of like you take the, the coronavirus now, because the narrative is so strong, you know, to, hey, you got to wear a mask and you got to do this and everything. People look for authorities to take and guide them. And you got 50% of the, uh, probably more than that, uh, media, which is trans, you know, putting out this thing that, hey, you have to wear a mask, you have to be distanced by six feet and don't get together in large crowds and this and that and everything. And they take and create policies for this. Well, these are authorizations that are created by government, our government uh, people. But the thing is, if you take and break it down as to what your own experience of authorization is, as to saying, well, you know, like this is talking about a basically a flu. We've had flu all my life. And then you take and analyze it to a point. Well, if I get the flu, I get the flu. And no matter if this is a bad one. Well, the thing is, I'm going to die. If I don't, I live, you know. And you have these two different types of thought that are creating um, a way of, of thinking and in the inside of the individual, I mean, nobody is exempt for, from either one of these authorships. So it's up to the individual to analyze and come to a conclusion as to what they think is actually right uh, regarding you know, the creation of the policy. Okay, so uh, we're following the same, uh, uh, same logical uh, process. We question, then we analyze, and then we somehow 
decide or we uh, we create a new authority. So we create right. our own authority by saying, hey, this is absolutely wrong or this is not right or you know, this should be like this or like that. So from questioning and analysis comes realization maybe. And then yeah. from realization comes authority again, self-authority. Yeah. But you might say throw the word individual on the front of that because it of is course. an individual. Yeah, this, this, we're talking about ourselves here. This is internal right. dialogue. So, right. out, uh, you know, around all the authorities and all the memes and all the cultures and all the stuff, all the media and all the stuff, then we receive all that and we create this self-authority. Right. Okay. We That's agree right. 100%. Yeah, we do. And the thing is, that's how, how things have are created and things are changed through uh, different groups and, and also through governments, you know. And the worst thing that any of us can ever do is it all breaks down to one simple thing. Um, I don't care if you're a, a religious person or whatever is the thing is, is it true or is it not true to what your authority actually is? Uh -huh. that's something that becomes more difficult to break down yes. and and to yes. actually see because of the environmental authority that's imposed upon each one of us and how different it is because what may yeah. be true in one area and group of people may not be true with another uh, group of people i i understand perfectly what you're saying and the beauty because this is where this is that's me this what we're describing is my own worldview uh -huh. i look around i i study, I ponder, I analyze, I question, and then I realize my own, I create my own self-authority, and I decide what is right, what is wrong. I give myself the freedom to think that something is right from one perspective or wrong from the other. You know, I'm very open, uh, very open-minded in my, I, the way I realize and the way I create self-authority is through super perspectivism. It's a beautiful, a beautiful uh, tool where it gives me the freedom 